Buzz, I have to admit to you, I am incredibly problematic. Problematic. Ooh, a problem. Yep. I'm Saverin. I'm Fuzzle. And I'm your dirty narrator for this week. And forever. <laughs> so, it's Anthrocon. Day before Ajax and I fly out. Ajax is still packing. I am over here, though, because I've gotten everything done, as well as actually recorded over an hour of basically bonus freebie audio that I did for funsies while my laundry was washing, because I had to wash all the laundry before I could pack. Yay, pornography. Yep. I read pornography to dogs. You know, Adam just chilled with me in the closet while I'm recording, and he doesn't care. Our budget is 1.5. Yep. I wish. Christ. (laughs) So... Anthrocon is here, but we felt we needed to get together to discuss one of the most important articles that has come out for the furry community in a good long while. And that is, as Polygon put out, the hottest Disney animals. It's got Nala on the front, but it's not got Nala at the very, very top of the list. But yes, the article is titled, Disney's Hottest Animated Animal Characters, Ranked. And the scientific explanation is thinking they're sexy. So this might have been written by a furry. I imagine that it was. Or at (laughs) least a closet furry. (laughs) Carolyn Midden. This was written today, June 26, 2023. Though not today, yesterday. But still, very important and something we felt that we should address before uh, we, we go to Anthrocon and... You have a weekend by yourself, mm. chewing up the cushions, because you are sad. <laughs> but now I'll have, like, an important article to consider the ramifications yeah, just, of. just think about that, run it over your, your brain, sit in your library and contemplate the various hot Disney animals that they have brought into our lives, mm. and insist on making very unhot when they do the weird live-action remakes. Weird, scrungy lions. Mm, no, just keep the animated version. Yeah, the animated version is not on my Disney's hottest animal characters ranked. So, this is an unscientific list, clearly. But <laughs> before the Disney edition of Would You Rather became a TikTok fad, it's one of my favorite games to play with my theater nerd friends. We ranked the typical Disney princes and princesses as potential suitors Flynn Rider, Jasmine, Aladdin, Esmeralda, etc. But every so often, an animal snuck into our rankings, too, because Disney's anthropomorphic animals are designed to be as attractive as a human. There are scientific reasons for people to be attracted to Disney animals. Because they're fucking hot. In Nicholas Salmon's book, Babes in Tomorrowland, Walt Disney in the Making of the American Child, Bambi animator Mark Davis recalls studying real animals to inspire his drawings, but giving them human expressions and relatable movements so viewers could emotionally identify with them. Mm. Which, I mean, yes. Yeah, I took a huge book on baby behavior into every interesting child's face. I would interpret that into a mask on this young deer. The Bambi animals weren't as cartoonish as the ones in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which the supervising animator Eric Larson said resembled big flower sacks. And as the decades went on, the line between human and animal characteristics and Disney characters continued to blur. In an online interview, Sex and Sexuality in Modern Screen Remakes, author Dr. Lauren Rosewarn explains why people get so thirsty for Disney animals. Because they're hot. When a character that is putatively an animal speaks with a sexy voice and a human physical elements, curved hips, cleavage, biceps, etc., the producer is presenting a sexualized animal to the audience. None of this is an accident. <gasps> a sexualized animal? Oh my god! Disney is canceled! As a good Christian furry, I can't believe this happens. 
<laughs> she said, for some audiences, this presentation won't be particularly meaningful. In others, it's vaguely attractive. And for others, dot, 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 the display will be distinctly arousing. Producers know this and cash in on it. Mm. Yeah, that's been the case. So it's perfectly logical that Disney animals play a big part in kids' early sexual development. With that in mind, let's take a journey through the hottest animals in the Disney kingdom. Number 20. Bernard from The Rescuers. The Dude Mouse mm -hmm. from the, yeah. what, 60s? Uh, late 70s. Yeah. Or, or very early 80s, I believe. You know, I, for one... Like, I've seen the movies, both mm -hmm. Rescuers and Rescuers Down Under, but I don't know if the kangaroo rat from 2 got in this list. He didn't. What a... F okay. I know, right? Because flip the fucking thing. What about the kangaroo? <laughs> the kangaroo and the chain you only see for once that I see several referrings <laughs> just be like, it me? You just post the kangaroo from that film and point fingers? Yeah, the roo's not... Oh my I god, alright. This, this list is garbage. Throw my laptop out the window. Um, no, it's fine. It's fine. Bernard from the Rescuers, eh, whatever. He's fine. He's just a dude. Yeah, I think they put him in there to even mention it because he's got the dad bod. <laughs> yeah, but there's other characters with dad bods. But Baloo, he's not on this list. You're right. Yeah, mm. come on, man. He's like the ultimate dad bod. He even plays as a dad in like Tailspin. Come on. Sure, yeah. All right, we, we just got to keep going. You know who it. else is in it? Well, I guess it's not... Um... TV, I was going to say Rebecca Cunningham is not on either. Hmm, yeah. Yeah. But. Because, like, if it was TV shows, the, the MILF queen would have to yeah. be on there. And Gadget. Yeah, she's not on there either. Because technically she was animated, but not, like, she had the animated, she didn't get a theatrical release with the Rescue Rangers movie. Mm-hmm. So, moving on, number 19 is a hottie, Tramp. From Lady and the Tramp. Totally, yeah. Yeah, he's a scoundrel. He's a tramp. Those scruffy, rough Disney boys are always yeah. Like, and he's the, the he's, scruffiest. Of he's boys. in there. A Dodger is in there, and yeah. like for the similar reasons, basically. Yeah, he's he's a player. He's a tramp, and he gets that uh, cocker spaniel Leslie in the end of the movie, and they have that weird Disney thing where. The, the girls are all look, one. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. Because that's how it works, just like in Treasure Planet. Mm -hmm. um, number 18, Rita from Oliver and Company. Totally. Yeah. Yep. I actually don't think I've ever seen the movie, but I have seen a lot of porn featuring in this character. You've probably seen porn with Dodger. Well, as yes, well. that too. Yeah. I mean, just pick your Disney dog, pick your any sort of any character on this list. I've seen some <clears> of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember digging Rita like the first time I saw that movie. I mean, she looks like, you know, kind of the rough living diner gal who's like, yeah, come on, honey. Yeah, and then there's there's actually like three Oliver and Company characters yeah, in there her, because the poodle is in there. Yeah, well. Georgette. Georgette, yeah. Who, again, I've never seen, but I've seen porn features of the character, but like the way she's drawn with fangs indicates she's kind of a bitch. Is right, she a villain yeah. character? No, she's not. Uh, she's not, I don't think she's actually a villain. Okay, I She's guess. just, it, they give her the stereotypical poodle attitude oh, of being okay. like a sort of very classy lady. Kind oh, okay, of. okay. Yeah. Just the screenshot they gave, she's very, yeah, you know? Yeah, I think she has she has a song where she gets her teeth out. Okay, cool. Uh, 17, Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. Better is the Beast, the human sucks. Fuck him. But not literally. <laughs> Fuck the Beast. Um, Miss Bianca, the Rescuers. Pretty hot. Kind of Not really a MILF, but, you know, she's presented as being kind of older. Mm -hmm. Neither one of the characters in the Rescuers is presented as young. 
Right. So Until you meet Jake yeah. later on, who Bianca clearly has a thing for as well. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to see how good those legs work. Number 15, Dodger from Oliver and Company. Yep. He's a scruffy dog with sunglasses and a necklace made of hot dogs. <laughs> the voice of Billy Joel. Ah, even better. Yes, he's a Jack Russell Terrier similar to Tramp. Dodger's laid-back attitude and savoir-faire is magnetic. He bounces on top of taxi cabs and moves with the syncopated rhythms of a city with thrilling ease. Uh, he's a swagger of sunglasses and a red bandana. And he also has, you know, Billy Joel's voice, which, you know, yeah. he was a big deal back then. Mm-hmm. That was, what, 88, 89? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because yeah, Little Mermaid was 89, <laughs> I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Great Mouse Detective is 86, so this would have been 87, 88. Okay. Because it came out between those two. Yeah, Georgia, Oliver and Company. The stone-cold diva who spends her days admiring her own glamorous looks and her photographs of her former lovers. She's a fluffy periwinkle fur that wraps around her neck like an elegant coat, and she ties her cloud-like tresses with a pink bow that is oh-so-chic. Georgette may be a bitch, but there's a reason she can get an entire flock of New York City animals to worship her in a song. They do a lot of the girl dogs whose ears are are yeah. hair in this They gotta movie. be one of my favorite genders. <clears throat> yeah. Um... <laughs> Prince Naveen as a frog, the princess and the frog. I have not seen that. You know, I would say that Tiana as a frog is slightly more attractive. I've actually seen an artist do, it was actually like Chef Do It in the Kitchen and they drew Remy and Tiana as a frog fucking, (laughs) which is kind of funny. But yeah, though I did see today, someone was like, if anybody's going to do, if you had the date a Disney villain, who would it be? And, like, my first thought was Dr. Facilier from Prince and the Frog, because Keith David. Oh, uh-huh. okay. And yeah. so, like, he's a kind of gangly dude, but he's got Keith David's voice, so he can right. get it. Yeah, like, number one reply was <laughs> Facilier. Huh. And then, like, Bellwether and Scar. But still, mm-hmm. I was like, first person I thought, Facilier from Prince and the mm-hmm. Frog, and top, top answer. But I didn't have to reply. Um, Vixie, Fox and the Hound. She was mm-hmm. a generic vixen. That's kind of it. But Sandy Duckton was the voice actress who gives it a creepy Marilyn Monroe esque voice and a cute giggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, Fox and the Hound, I don't remember why. I've seen it. I just don't remember that movie. It's cute. That's fine. Like, she's just your, like, generic. I, I think there's been a lot of male male art of Todd and Bud, I think. Dog yeah. I, I know what you're talking about, but, yeah. like, Vixie, she's kind of, like, there. Yeah. yeah. Sort of like the girl rabbit in Bambi. Yeah, it's just she just sort of shows up at the end to like kind of to be the like male character. Everyone is growing up and getting Twitterpated, so they're yes. gonna go fuck yeah. and propagate the species. Number eleven, Judy Hopps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that she's there's Hop- at least three Zootopia characters in the list. Yeah, Nick, her, and Hot Tiger on a train. Yeah, who is just kind of there. Um, yeah, of but course, I guess Judy he Hops. stood out to a lot of people. But yeah, she, Judy Hopps. She has literally the most porn of any single character on E621, fighting with Twilight Sparkle for the number one. You know, hmm. Whatever, sure, fine. It's okay. But yeah, Judy Hop, short stack, you know, a cab, but also maybe she, you know, does the Pochamu look or she does the Doxy look or the, you know, Farm Girl Judy look. There's plenty of ways to make her not problematic. You know? Yeah, Farm Girl Judy. Lady, Lady with Tramp, Barbara Luddy, you know, I, I I watched that as a kid. That movie's from like the 50s. Oh, right? yeah. So we are not going to remember. The yeah, I had the, 
the voice. I had the VHS as a kid just because it, you know, showed up at the Goodwill or whatever. Yeah. So I've seen the movie, but, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Hot Tiger, Zootopia in number nine. Zootopia's glimpses of Hot Tiger is brief, but it leaves a lasting impression. (laughs) Hot Tiger is thick and muscular. We only see him traveling on Zootopia public transport for a few seconds. But that's enough to leave us fantasizing about what could have been. Hot Tiger may or may not be one of the same sashaying shirtless tigers who back up pop star Gazelle when she performs Try Everything, which I'm sure she has, as seen on E621. <laughs> but there's something more enticing about seeing such a brawny dude in a normal everyday setting. It makes him feel less unattainable. This Tiger King does nothing more than sit and look pretty, but that's all it takes for him to win us over. And that's from the scene when there's like, oh no, racial strife in the city yeah. where the Preds versus Prey, and the bunny mom kind of pulls her kid closer while he's just mm-hmm. eating his tablet. That uh, entry very much has very strong the author's barely disguised fetish vibes. Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> this character doesn't have a character, but ooh, I want to bang him. <laughs> and that's valid. Mm. Number eight, Nick Wilde. Him and a hustle, you know, just, he's going to hustle you, baby. The pick they choose is from the DMV where he's kind of given, you know, the sexy eyes to the sloth. <laughs> very the convincing yeah. eyes. Yeah. Also, Jason Bateman does a great job with the voice. I mean, again, like, he he spawned his... There is an entire subgenre of Zootopia porn. Mm -hmm. Like, it's only... there's There are people out there who's only... Either they got started doing that, like Waga, Mm -hmm. or they started and they just never stopped doing it, or they basically have evolved their style to be Zootopia, but also a bit more anthro like Ciroc. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's funny that that movie just spawned an entire subgenre of furry pornography. Well, also like NLP did, yeah. did that to a degree as well. But NLP was a long-running show, whereas Utopia was a single movie. Right. Then again, I say that and also number seven, Nala from The Lion King. Right. Of yep. which there are entire artists. I'm really who... surprised they didn't use that picture. Well, they used the... it as the top. Oh. They okay, used it as right. the link. They used gotcha. the look as the link to the page and people go ooh Nala giving the sexy eyes mm. when she and Simba are gonna yiff and mm. uh, they just show a picture of her kind of like looking at Simba uh-huh. which is kind of it's not super sexy he's looking like ah, this bitch again but, <laughs> but number six is Simba okay yeah who can fucking get it um Number five is a bit more obscure, though, because, you know, Basil, the Great Mouth Detective. Oh. He's Sherlock, minus the autism, plus a gun. He's Mm. a mouse. Yes. Miss Kitty is also in that film. She's not included. That is odd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mm. she had a whole day recently where one person decided, I'm going to draw this, and a bunch of other artists were like, fuck yes, I'm going to do it too. Oh, you know, I saw a bunch pop up all of a sudden, and I was like... Five, ten artists just were like, Miss Kitty, sure, why not? Yeah, and I'm like I'm not like, complaining. Character literally does a striptease in a Disney movie. But. Yeah, but you know, whatever. Hmm. That's great. But Basil. Now the next two, Roxanne and Beret Girl from the Goofy movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, see, I've never seen a Goofy, uh, an extremely Goofy movie. I, I don't. I've remember. seen a Goofy movie, and I remember Roxanne because she's Max's love interest. She's not in a lot, but she's. Isn't it enough? But no, I haven't seen the sequel, so I am not familiar. I always thought Beret Girl was like some artist's alternative take on Roxanne. I didn't know there were uh, separate characters. Yeah, I don't remember seeing it in Stanley Goose movie. I know I've seen 
there was a movie. I think I saw it in fucking theaters when it came out. I saw it like seven times in the theater. Okay. Anyways, yeah, Roxanne's a real cutie. Hooray Girl, I don't know. But the author did add, so, I don't just want to be with Hooray Girl, I want to be her. Mm-hmm. Hooray Girl oozes a hip sophistication with her all-black ensemble, heavy-lidded eyes, and sultry maroon side bangs. Hooray Girl is a chill, 90s version of a beatnik, the only Disney character who can genuinely rock a tilted black beret. The poetic insult she slings with a monotone vocal fry only adds to her mysterious allure. She's another one of those, like, one-scene characters. Yeah. They're like, yeah, that tiger, I had hair hot. But this chick, who's also in, like, one scene, mm. Hooray Girl. Damn, girl, you keep top-secret documents like this? <laughs> yes. Uh, number two, Kovu. Oh, right, yeah. Which, I mean, eh, he's okay. Yeah, I wouldn't put him as high as number two. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to go for Lion King, it's going to be Nala and Simba. Right, But, yeah. you know, I have only recently I seen I guess Kovu. people like the bad boy thing. I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they like, he's not actually Scar's kid, he just looks like him. Very clearly make sure that, that you know, that way it's not actually incest. Uh-huh. Um, right. Kovu's okay. So, I mean, it says, Kovu's the ultimate bad boy. The tortured emo son of Scar's disciple Zero just wants to be understood. Dark red, dark fur, and piercing green eyes. Kovu, truly magnetic. <laughs> yeah, the head fur, or main definitely i think probably it's yeah. the look you know he's he's just basically if he was like a human character he'd be like a bad boy with a leather jacket he mm-hmm. just has feelings but he doesn't know how to tell you about it mm-hmm. and then they have a weird song where they like fucking what's the song where they describe the... <laughs> no it's the song with kovu and kiara where like where the Can monkey's trying to make him fuck yeah sure I'm sure she felt them a lot. And of course, now that we're down to number one, it should be no surprise that the fox that launched a million furries and gave kids all sorts of funny feelings is Robin Hood. 1963's sort of anthology series featuring an anthro fox and changed my life forever when I was 13 and decided on proto-internet search engines to be like, hey, did they ever make a sequel to Robin Hood? And I found VCL, and that changed my life forever. Ah. But yes, Robin Hood is a bad boy with good intentions. He steals from the rich and gives to the poor. Part of what makes Robin Hood one of the sexiest Disney animals and a notable furry icon is his charming British accent and medieval-style tunic and feathered cap. There's also nothing harder than standing up to the establishment with this adventure, seeking outlaw slings an arrow into our hearts with his cocky attitude and rebellious but generous ways. And a fat cop, as <laughs> indicated in his fan art. Yes. So, yes, thank you very much to Polygon.com for helping do some of the listing here. I mean, you can see that this is literally top of the page. Right, It's not like yeah. a look. Um, but, yes, notable omissions. Baloo and Gadget. Um, we've got... Uh, the dancing girl from Basil's. Uh, uh, Miss Kitty. Miss Kitty, right. Um, you could probably do a couple of the characters from, like... I mean, if we're looking at, like, the Disney sequels, I'd probably add a bunch. Angel seems to be a popular character from Lady and the Tramp, one of the sequels in that. Mm. She's like a little Pomeranian, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. I bet some ferals are into um, Jade, Jasmine's Tiger. Oh, yeah, probably Jasmine's Tiger. You know, just a big, big murderous kitty cat who's very sweet. Murder um, beans. Yep. You know, that's the problem. You know, these big cats, they're Sure, they're perfectly domesticatable, but then, you know, they decide to play with you and cut you to hamburger, so, you know. Right. <laughs> you, know, you pet a cat and sometimes they decide to grab your arm and kick at it. Imagine a 900-pound tiger doing that to you, your mm-hmm. entire torso. 
I love you, human. Play with me. Oh, shit. I need. guess I need another human. Clearly it was a slow, slow day on Polygon.com. And uh, Carolyn just was like, hey, editor, I've got an idea. Let me run with it. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, they completely baited us, you know, utter furfags, to discuss this topic and article for 20 minutes. I fucking retweeted it on the first oh i, 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 I say baiting is like yeah. we totally we're gonna do this anyway yeah, this is yeah. this is fun this is live <laughs> content um we don't have to talk about like people getting turned from biology into physics you know we were talking about hot disney animals we put our penises in hardness test passed that's right because <laughs> i mean i'm just like i'm i'm ready for the trip and I've just got all this manic energy because I've not taken oh, yeah. a trip like this for... Well, I've not flown since 2016. Right. So I'm, not, I'm not nervous, per se. I'm just like, do I have everything in order? Like, yeah. yeah. The whole checking your stove burners every time before you leave. Make sure you got your COVID card. Make sure you got your driver's license. Yep. I've got my COVID in. card in my bag there. I've got my wallet, my ID. I've got just been double triple quadruple checking like i'm gonna i'm not bringing my laptop to the con i'm gonna edit this together and put it out mm. as a freebie episode for both feet to meet on the same time uh but like code card in there i'm not gonna bring my laptop i've got my badges i've got i need to put some candy fives in my bag so i can have those mm. i got my bat my pocket batteries all charged i need to bring like that six six plug power bank that you plug into the wall so oh I yeah for the room yeah just Double and triple and quadruple checking. Because, like, when we went to FC, we had room and we could go go to the store. <laughs> but there's not really a Walmart anywhere near downtown Pittsburgh. Right. You know, there's convenience stores and stuff, but it's not like, okay, you know, Ajax and I are going to go to... Anyways, it doesn't matter. Well, you went and brought, like, umbrellas and... Umbrellas and, and snacks and stuff. Yeah. That was that, Ajax. I think so. Anyways, yeah. at FC where we could leave and all the stuff. So, like, Tyrion mm. is going to be driving the van. Yep. I have to get his luggage. Don't let me forget that before yep. I leave. It's right there in the foyer. Now it's just like, okay, I've got my lift. I already checked into my flight. I got my lift scheduled. I've got just ah, you know, running down all these things. But I'm excited. Like it's Anthrocon. I haven't been since 2019. It's going to be crazy big. The hotel's not too far from the convention center. Mm-hmm. And it should be slightly quieter than staying in Weston. Yes, and so just. Today I've been full of just this manic energy. And also, you know, because it also helps, is my dad finally moved home. So that's good. That way he's... It's good that he's now healthy enough to do that. He's healthy enough to do that. And also just that way he's not kind of basically by himself while I'm out of this state. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, Panther is willing to help, but he doesn't want to have to... It's not fair to him to have to, like, shove him off. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that's been a major good thing for me because, I mean, when my dad stopped actively dying on me, or at least in my mental space actively dying on me with his heart and stuff, Mm. that freed up a lot of bandwidth. And now that I'm not also going to have to make sure to check on him and keep him, you know, basically I've handed him off to my mom. Yeah. He's an adult. They get to be adults together now. You get to run off to Thailand. Well, the, that and also the, the just the, my spoons, they're restored. Right, The depravity yeah. I will get up to. You fuckers aren't ready. Do you want an hour-long fic of 
cyberpunk Pokemon that you know results in cataclysms. I just did that today for funsies while my la- my laundry was washing. I'll... You can hear it in the background as you describe the naughty. You can hear woof 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 in the background. No, thankfully my audio is actually very well isolated, so I don't have to worry about that. Oh, I'm a professional. <laughs> I'm a big pervert, but I am good at what I do. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my day. Like I've just <laughs> you don't read them in your Gilbert Gottfried voice, like when he was reading um, Fifty <laughs> Shades of Grey. It's her vagina. <laughs> no, no, I I do read it fairly straight, as straight as it can be. Mm-hmm. I do want to get back into doing more furry stuff on the side for funsies. So like. I'm obviously still working on Kyle's books, mm-hmm. and those are an ongoing thing. I didn't actually end up finishing Love Match 2 before the con, because our AC went out Monday, and that was a whole day lost, because... No, the AC's out getting the claws out with all the clothes and... Oh my god, <laughs> well, it happened Sunday night, oh. so mm-hmm. it went out Sunday night, and I was like, it's really starting to sweat, oh, Jesus Christ, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And I go out into the living room, and the thermostat says it's 83 inside. Fuck and I'm you. like, that's wrong. I asked Panther, and he's like, oh, oh, oh crap. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's real bad. So it wasn't hot enough to call the emergency maintenance line, but we had to call them the office what, first thing in the morning. What, what what temperature does it have to be? 85. Uh-huh. I know. It, either way, we turned on the fans, opened everything up, and we were okay. You could have made it 85 by, like, opening your oven and turning it on. Well, I have to say that sleeping in 85-degree temps is not fun. No, no. I woke up feeling, like, just warmed over garbage because I didn't get good sleep. Yeah. So, like, when I got home last night... You'd have done a better job sleeping in the bath with cold water. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But thankfully, it it got fixed while I was out of the house yesterday, and Mm. it, like... Oh my god, just missing a single day of AC when it's getting to be 105 here? Holy shit. Yeah. So, that that cut me off. I, I really wanted to get Love Match 2 done, but eh. But also, because I finished my one project that I was really working on as my warm-ups, I would basically do a chapter each before each working session yeah. to get up to speed. Now I'm just going to be looking for other stories to do as funsy side stuff. Right. That was why I poked Ajax. I was like, hey, I need to find some more stories. Wink. Nudge. I don't know. I'll take a look at his catalog, see if he has anything he wants to get narrated. And, uh, you know, just look around, do stuff for funsies. Poke dirt, maybe. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I think you have, like, kind of an invite to oh, I do. audio for... Yeah, uh, I just books. need to talk to him about might see him at the con. I don't know. I don't way, bad this... dog books. Voice of dog. I keep calling it bad dog books because khaki. Yeah. Start to but, mm. you know, this this bitch is, for the moment, back. And I am going to uh, do as much as I can. Yeah. Basically use the spoons until I lose them for whatever reason. And hopefully not lose them. Definitely. Because it turns out I really do enjoy doing that. I like reading dirty, your dirty Murray Prairie Furry stories. We'll, we'll see. I just have to, you know, like what you do. Yep. Sorry, yeah, I'm you not going to read your Macro Falco Anal Vorpic. But what if he's just using, like, a building as a, no. a dildo? No. So a, a second anus has engulfed the towers. 
Macro Fox and Macro Falco, the real cause of 9 11. Mm. Jesus Christ was. How dare you insinuate such a thing? <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. It was an inside job. Inside their asses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a nice day. I'm ready for Anthrocon. I'm looking forward to seeing folks. Actually, Shiva is going to be at AC. Yeah, she's yeah. going to come up there for like a couple days, like Friday and then Saturday maybe, because it's not that a far of a drive from where she's at. Yeah. Apparently, one of her relatives is in fact a furry. Yes, one one of her nibblings. It's it's genetic, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Somehow, the, the transitive property of being near furries makes you want to be a furry. But with jackass, every following generation gains another set of legs. Oh, God. <laughs> so just eventually become like the ultra boobapede. Yes. <laughs> but at least they're not a protogen. <laughs> That's always a red flag. In my opinion. No, it's not protogens. It's servals, right? Or is it both of them? Well, it's, okay. So, actually, this okay. came up. All right. This All came right. up Lay it on else. me. <laughs> so, every generation seems to have a red flag for Sona. Uh-huh. It used to be... Apparently, at one point, it was Chikats. Yeah. Because of certain folks being assholes. But there's not a lot of Chikats anymore. And if you're a Chikat, please make sure you're getting your cancer screenings. Because they've been, like, milked well, for out of They're existence. generally in their 40s. Oh, right, yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and, your colonoscopy. And as takes somebody like two who days. literally turned 40, like, last yes. week, uh, yeah, I get to call my doctor about that pretty soon. Yep. You know, get it from both ends. How exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have... They did the cameras meet and they kiss and... Then you had the circles, mm-hmm. which, you know, they had a lot of edgy stuff. And they redeemed themselves. Don't get me wrong. Then you had the Dutch Angel Dragons, to a degree. Hmm. Basically, a lot of it seems to be like the original the species do not steal types uh-huh where you end up with certain types of people and this is again just me spitballing i'm not saying oh if you're a dutch angel dragon you're like a nazi no come on but you know just like every successive generation there's like oh you know the people gravitate to this new furries basically and it gives them a bad name and if it's deserved or not i don't know it's just what stands out to me mm-hmm. saffron the 40 year old curmudgeon over here I think what was infamous about Dutch Angel Dragons to me was that they communicate via squeaking, and that probably led to a lot of dealers' rooms putting oh. an actual squeaker ban in place, because as dealers, that is highly irritating to hear that all fucking day. Oh yeah, I fucking remember that at, at MFM back in the day. There's only anyway. another thing that is on par... And that is somebody tattooing in the dealer's room. Oh, yeah. They really... I don't Which, I don't want to think about the blood mist. I've had the misfortune to be at a con where that was happening. And I know that there are still at least a couple of other tattoo artists that do it. And I'm just like, why? And, and one tattoo artist in specific said they don't do it at cons because they don't feel that it meets their sanitary requirements and that they could lose their license for doing yeah. it. I mean, I just... Getting a tattoo at a furry con is the least appealing thing mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Like, I have been to pony cons that have also had that as an option. You could get a, you can get yourself a pony tattoo at fucking Babs Con or, or in the past. 
parts of a phone. Yeah, um, get yourself a you know disguised horse butt on your thigh. You know, say it's oh, it's actually my Warhammer 40k faction. No, dude, it's just a fucking horse pussy. It's just a donut. I'm a really big fan of Krispy Kreme. I just love the donutsy. <laughs> so then after that, I love it, was, it when they're stuffed with cream. And then we're just up to protogens. Because, mm. again, they're generally often children. They're, they're doing what? No. Generally, protogen are younger character, younger oh, people. I I heard you as generally they're often children. I mean... <laughs> just I, like they're out there like the young must be slaughtered. <laughs> Beep boop! I mean, they're very fond of telling people to kill themselves online. Ah. But that's also because they're like feral 14-year-olds, but not feral in the fun way. But, but feral is and they're going to bite your ankles. But they can be reprogrammed to not be Nazis. Yeah. You have to find the switch on the back that's like, kill love. <laughs> it's just good it. evil. Yeah, just make yeah. sure you flip it to good and they're fine. <laughs> one says data, one says lore. Oh. One says to make sure it's flipped yeah. in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> um, that being said, episode two of Strange New Worlds Oh my, of season oh, two. yeah. Oh yeah. man, what a fucking good episode that, that was, was. That was some good shit. That yeah. was such a Strange good... New Worlds continues to be an excellent Star Trek. Yeah. We talked about last time, we saw episode one, and then episode two is like the courtroom drama. It's almost like Measure of a Man. Right, yeah. Like, it's, it's styled after that style of episode. Yeah. Where, like, you have the characters trying to figure stuff out in the background and then the courtroom scenes. And, like, yeah, straight up, it's a bomb-ass legal thriller episode mm-hmm. that would not be out of place if you, you know, made it more terrestrial on any other legal drama show. Jerry Ryan shows up, but she's not playing Seven of Nine. She's playing the lawyer she played in Boston Legal. Exactly. Yeah. No, <laughs> not really. Uh, but it is a very, just real banger of an episode. I'm really looking forward to when they get eventually over to Lower Decks crossover, but yes. still, the episodes are great. Yeah. Um, I heard somebody describe the Vulcan prosecutor guy as Vulcan Ron DeSantis, <laughs> and I was like, mm, I could see it, right? <laughs> but the the whole deal with the various other characters, fantastic episode. Pike was stubborn. Mm. Great show, great effort, love it. Silo continues to be good. Yes. So yes. I have I have granted Panther. Clarence, you can watch the final episode of the season without me. It's okay. You don't have to wait. <laughs> Maybe I should drive over there and watch it with him. I think I have to wait for Ajax. Because it's season... <laughs> episode 10 comes out Thursday, I think. Fuck. That shit's reaching ahead. Mm. And... Well, I know it's probably going to end on a fucking cliffhanger anyway. Um, I know, I'm but sure I mean, it's, it's getting been... a second season, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure it is. Like, yeah. It has a hugely positive... But, you know, then we wait like two weeks and Foundation Season 2 drops. Yeah, July 14th, baby. Let me see. Uh, Silo Season 2. Did it get confirmed yet? Silo renewed for Season 2 at Apple on June 14th. Yes! Nice. So, there will be no bullshit cliffhangers. Good. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to season two of Severance, season two of Foundation. Yeah, fantastic. We should wrap this up. Yeah, because your back hurts, and I've got to just edit this and finish packing at home. Wait, plus God, it's almost forty minutes long. This is a freebie episode that we're doing on. Yeah, the this is just some bullshit. Yeah, this is some bullshit of us, you know, talking horny for Disney characters and talking about some TV shows we love. And we'll see mm-hmm. some of you. When I say you, as I'm pointing at the microphone, the listener at Anthrocon. 
Yeah. I'll be at the For Planet booth. Come buy some books. Forplanet.com. You're not going to get anything until after Anthrocon because all the stock's out there. Yeah. Anyways, you can still buy some books at BadDogBooks.com because they're ebooks. They get sent to you automatically. As for me, you find me in the Telegram fan chat where I occasionally share projects that I do during the day. Like I just shared that new uh, that hour-long audio that I recorded uh-huh. in the Telegram fan chat. And I, 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 I threw in like, hey, who wants to here are some of the depravity that my renewed spoons have enabled. And people were like, ooh, me, me, me. Nice. And so I was like, bam, Dropbox link. So we're going to wrap up here, and we'll see you at Epicon. And on that note, good night. And buy books.